You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Matthew 16, 16 to 19. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in the heaven, and whatever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in the heavenlies. Jesus is currently and presently building his church. And the guarantee is that the gates of hell lacks the capacity, the ability to be able to prevail against this church he's building. For an assignment, the church, God's family on the earth. The church, God's own family on the earth. Our Father and our God. How we thank you yet again for the gift of life and the privilege to come again as a family of believers under this open heavens. I beseech you, my Father, to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, anoint the lips and the tongues of clay of your seven sons, that this day I will come to your people with nothing but a word from the throne of grace. Help me to go beyond my study, my contemplation, and my memory to speak expressly, thus said the Lord. Will thou as always to give me the praise and the glory as you edify your church and cause devils to tremble and be terrified and cause Jesus, the head of the church alone, to be glorified. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Let somebody shout a big amen. amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. If you are a child of God born again, you are a part of the church, a part of the army that Jesus is building, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. We have been having a most delightsome, exciting time in the month of May as we have been discussing the issue of the subject matter of the family. Focus on the family. God's grace for wonders in the family. We have received several teachings that I believe have begun to bring healing, restoration in many regards in our homes and our families, but also begun to prepare us as singles to come into relationship that will be healthy and marriages that will be healthy in no distant time. Saints, we cannot quantify the import or the importance of relationships. Life is powered in relationships. There is a proverb in the Igbo language, I believe is really African, that he that has a person or knows a person is more valuable or wealthier than he that has money. In other words, to have qualitative relationship in your life is far more valuable than to have money. Because money can flitter away. Money can be, 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 be dissipated. But when you have people of quality, people of value in your life, you are guaranteed that you are blessed. Somebody once said, and it's proven to be so, that you are actually five people away to literally anybody in the world if you have the right connection to the people. In other words, you probably should know or you know somebody 
that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows your president five people away by the virtue of relationship and friendship Bible declares that he that will have friends must of necessity make himself friendly that means if you want friends and friendship you must be willing to make investment into qualitative friends and friendship as we see the import of relationship amongst ourselves as believers and beyond that more than that we see a very very important relationship found in the body of Christ remember recollect in the words of Abba father in Genesis 2 18 he says it's not good for man to be alone I will make him a help meet for him having made Adam he said it's not good for Adam to be alone I God will make a help meet for him praise the Lord somebody the animals were not his help meet the chimpanzees the mosquitoes the uh, monkeys whatever it is they were not able to be an equal help me to Adam so God made a help bit for him he took him into a deep sleep took a rib from his side brought out the rib and became a woman and he woke up and said voila this is Eve bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh so it's not only good for man not to be alone or not good for man to be alone likewise also even in life beyond marital relationships it's not good for man to be alone Bible declares something quite profound in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. It says, two are better than one. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, perhaps, perchance, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. God designed you to have helpers in your life. And many a times it takes discernment to know the help that God has introduced into your life. Somebody once said that favor oftentimes comes dressed in work clothes. In other words, opportunities show up in your life looking like work, looking like a task looking like something to do but really as you embrace what seems to be work and a task it opens you up to amazing vistas and opportunities that god has reserved for you that means you must never despise the doors that god opens for you because they lead to one door to the next door to the next door that's why god said when you are faithful in little you are guaranteed he will put into your trust much more than you are already working with or working in Praise the Lord, somebody. Ecclesiastes 4.11 says, And if to lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly or easily broken. Beloved, the effect of loneliness or being isolated, that word should sound familiar to the world now, isolation or pandemic. The effect of isolation and aloneness and separation is extremely devastating and difficult. In fact, one of the strategies of the enemy, when he wants to deal a blow against one of God's children, is he will seek to separate them from the pack. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. To move you from your family, biological family. To move you from your spiritual family, your church. To move you from where he planted you so that when you are alone, you have no support system to be able to respond to his many attacks. So he separates or he divides to rule. Just like in a broom. A broom is made up of many strands. And the strength of the broom is the fact that the many singular strands are bound together with the cord at the bottom. It becomes so difficult for you to try to snap the entire broom with your two hands. Very, very difficult. But were you to pull out one strand from the entire broom, very simply with even one hand, you can just cut and you break it. And I like my beloved, 
The plan of the enemy is to move you from your place of planting. To make you become irritable. To make you become uncomfortable for whatever reason. And to move you out from a shelter he brought over you to a point where you are exposed, no longer enjoying divine cover like the prodigal son. The prodigal son enjoyed everything and anything possible under the cover of the father. But it came upon in time, I believe the devil began to make him restless. What was restlessness? I want my own. I want my own territory. And he stepped out with what seemingly was his own inheritance but failed to understand without the authority and the cover of the house he will not be able to keep the inheritance so the enemy will move you out of your comfort zone that business that company prematurely where you've been working before time you just become uncomfortable you want to move out to go to another job whatever it is or that church family where you're planted for whatever reason you become uncomfortable to move you up you see the enemy's ploy is to divide and to deal with that believer but that is not our portion in the name of the lord jesus christ there is something about when a people come together in the house of the lord that nothing can beat that blessing how good and how pleasant it is for brethren not a brother not a sister brethren to dwell together in the place called unity there is a commanded blessing in the place of unity somebody shout a big big amen isolation and quarantine is one way the enemy has brought uh, all kinds of of, of trauma, all kinds of uh, uh, soulish uh, difficulties, all kinds of mental ill health in our world of today, just by separating people from the church. Whilst it is a blessing to be online, to be on church, praise God. You see, but there is something that is missing when you are online because you are not able to fellowship with believers in one accord under one umbrella. He said when two or three are online, not quite that, where two or three are gathered, that means there is a peculiar particular blessing of being able to gather. It seems to me that this gathering of the church globally is what the enemy has been afraid of. Separate the church. Keep them far apart. Guess what? But I'm here to announce to you the devil cannot keep you and I from gathering anymore. No, sir. No, sir. You and I are in this together. The Bible declares one will chase a thousand to flight, but two shall chase ten thousand to flight. I'm telling you, there are things that your faith is not able to do. But when you come into a family like this, guess what? The corporate faith of believers will move the mountains in your life. Shout, yes, I believe. Believe God. Believe God. Upon Mount Zion, the church, there is deliverance. There is holiness. The sons of Jacob possess their position where? On Zion. The Bible declares in Psalm 68 verse 6, God setteth the solitary in families. Say with me, families. Come on, church, families. God is a God of family. He spoke about the family of God in heaven and the family of God on the earth. God said that the solitary in families. He bringeth out those who are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. God sets the solitary in families. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There is no human being that is born outside a biological family of sorts. You're born by a woman. You're a part of a family. You have a father. You have a mother. You're part of a family. And the truth be told is this. Oh boy. No one had the choice to determine what family you're born in or born through. For many people, you wish you had a choice. <laughs> you wish you had a choice. But you see, you are not consulted in the matter. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 
You are not consulted whether you're going to be born in wedlock, under wedlock, over wedlock, by wedlock. You just showed up. And I say, uh, there are no irresponsible children. There are no irresponsible births. There may be irresponsible parents uh, by their choices, uh, but there is no irresponsible child. Why? The child had no choice in the matter. You just showed up. But I want to announce to you that you showed up by the sovereign summons of Almighty God. Like God spoke to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah, whilst you were yet in your womb, whilst before I formed your womb, I knew you and I ordained you, sanctified you, ordained you as a prophet to the nations. When? When you were forming your womb. Before that, I knew you. So before your conception, before your delivery, God knew you and God set your life on a trajectory. You're coming through this way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the same manner, beloved, why you take a ball, Asa, that you really have no choice, no decision as to what biological family you were born in or born through, you really don't have the choice as such to determine what spiritual heritage God will pass you through. You may have, may have made a choice of your own, right? But the truth is, God had a plan for you to be planted in a particular spiritual heritage for a reason. The place he ordained for you to be planted is a place of your blessing. It's a place of your increase. It's a place of your nourishment. It's a place of your well-being. You just recognize that my home is my home and my home is, 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 is carved out with an atmosphere that causes me to rise in a healthy way. Something about finding the place that God ordained for you to be nourished and planted spiritually called the local assembly. God sets the solitaries in families. And I'm not assuming and presuming that God will necessarily have you be in a local assembly for all of your life. He could. But the point is, within a season of your life, if not most of your life, there is a place. It's called a prepared place. <laughs> when you find your prepared place, you realize all the years of struggles, all the years of delays, somehow you just begin to flourish and thrive. Why? You found your God-ordained prepared place. He sets the solitary in families, both biological but also spiritual. Somebody give me three hallelujahs. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. We read in our text, for this cause, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole of family in heaven on earth is named. Family in heaven on earth is named. Family in heaven on earth is named. Beloved, there is a family of God on the earth. It's called the church. The church is a family of God here on the earth. The church is God's preferred instrument and vehicle to bring his glory to the world. The church. The church. The beauty about the church is this. If you were born under some difficult circumstances or some uh, challenging biological background, whatever it is, you see, all hope is not lost. Because when you eventually connect to your spiritual family. Mm. There's a guarantee that what was seemingly lost or delayed as a result of where you came from biologically is restored in God's spiritual family for you. That means if you lack parental care, love, affection by the virtue of the environment of your birth, when you come to church, ideally when you come to the true church, 
you ought to find a father there ought to find a mother there you ought to find a real brother to cry on his shoulder you ought to find a real covenant sister why that's what it's designed to be god's own spiritual house the church the church the church is one thing that god and jesus is focused on building on the earth today when our text he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail the builder has a divine pattern of how to build his church the builder has a blueprint as the church is built according to his divine blueprint guess what it is unsurmountable to the forces of darkness when you build your church by your own pattern you have to defend your own church when you allow jesus the head of the church to build the church according to the new testament blueprint guess what he is committed to defending his church i would like to believe by the mercy by the grace of god that logic is a church that god himself is building line upon line precept upon precept so the things we see and hear by way of testimonies and miracles his mighty deeds and his 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 turnarounds in lives is not because we are strong because we are mighty no the owner is the builder and the builder is the defender somebody shout yes i amen you see just like noah's ark was built at a certain point in time built according to divine pattern god spoke to noah said hey build this ark according to these specifications this pattern for many years he was building and many around him were laughing. Oh, all oh, oh, Noah's gone sinner. He's lost his mind. He was building what has never been built in the entire human history. Didn't make sense. But by the time he followed the specifics of the pattern he built, entered the ark of safety with seven of them, shut the door, rain came upon the earth, the same rain that destroyed the entire earth lifted him up and preserved him. Noah and seven others were preserved in safety because he built an ark according to divine specs and he entered the ark. Saints, Jesus, Jesus in our day, in our age is building another ark of safety. It's called his church. His church. His church. Is the answer for all times his church he's the answer to the evils of nations his church you can't sidestep his church and and be okay saul in acts 19 was about his 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 evil business up to that point in time persecuting the church and then he had an encounter with jesus on his way to damascus and, and, and the lord said saul saul why do you persecute me? You cannot kick against the pricks and not be hurt. Wow. Jesus did not say that Saul was persecuting the church. He said, why do you persecute me? You can't succeed at kicking against the pricks without getting hurt. In other words, Jesus was saying, I identify with my church. You touch my church, you touch my bride, I will touch you. Why? God is jealous over what he's building. God is jealous over his church. And the church needs to know this. That we're not just a part of an organization. We're not just a part of an institution. Listen, we are a part of a spiritual body here on the earth that is untouchable unmolestable by the forces of darkness when we allow god to build it according to heaven's pattern the church 
The church. The church is the answer to the dance of the world. The church. Second Chronicles 7 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. It's a guarantee. If my people follow this protocol, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. But what I like is this. And I will in turn heal their land. Nigeria will be healed. Your amen sounds like your doubter. Nigeria will be healed. Nigeria will be healed. As the church turns to God. Take a time as a church maintains her proper position as a moon reflects the sun only when it's rightly positioned. As a church turns back to God in this nation, guess what? The land will be healed. There are too many prophecies gone over this nation that the enemy can attempt to stop. No, no, let God be true. Every man alive, I will build my church and the gates. Hell will not prevail. Guess what? You are a part of the church he's building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me emphasize again that God is very, very jealous about his church. The Bible declares in Numbers 14, 21, but as truly as I live, thank you, Jesus, all the earth, not some, not most, not few, all the earth, yeah, 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 shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. This is God's heart desire. This is God's determination as I live. He swore. That means with or without you, this will come to pass. With you is better, but it's going to come to pass. As I said earlier, his chosen vehicle, don't forget this, his own chosen vehicle and means to bring his glory to the world today is the church. Just like in the days that Jesus walked upon the face of the earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John captures all of that. In a like manner also, after his death, his burial, his resurrection, the church was giving birth to on the day of Pentecost. Track with me. The church was birthed. What I mean the church? The New Testament church was giving birth to on the day of Pentecost. And from that point in time, it became the body of Christ that God said, I am working with and through to bring my glory to the world. Wow. So if the glory is not coming to the world, the church is responsible. The church is the conduit pipe to carry glory, to bring glory to the world. And that glory comes to the world two ways. First, to you, to you, then through you. The glory will come to you. You can't give what you don't have. So his glory will come to fix you, fix your health, fix your marriage and destiny, fix areas of your life. Then when the glory comes to you, you will be used as a vessel to show forth his glory to the world. Somebody shout hallelujah. It says you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. <laughs> so the church is designed to bring light to this dark world. The church, the church, the church. I wonder how many are glad to be a part of the church he is building. I am glad to be a part of the church that Jesus is building. When we talk about church in the Bible, it speaks of two aspects or dimensions of the church. One, the universal church, which really is a spiritual body made up of believers past, believers now, and believers to come that are part of the invisible body called the universal church. Everybody who is a believer, dead and buried, who will be a believer, is part of that virtual or invisible church. In the eyes of God, is real, it's tangible. But in our eyes, 
you don't touch it, you don't feel it. It's called the universal church. When you're born again, you become a part of the universal church. You are enlisted to be a part of that church. But the other aspect of the church life mentioned in the Bible, in fact, most times you hear the word church, it deals with this second aspect, which is the local assembly or the local church. The local church. The local church are gatherings of believers like this. And for the place of fellowship, of breaking bread, and the place of, of worship of our God, the gatherings of saints like this, is called a local church. And all through the scriptures in the New Testament, you see the local church uh, raised from place to place. The church in Ephesus, the church in Thessalonica, the church in Philippians, the church in Galatia, churches here and there. The book of Revelation speaks about seven churches. So the church, in that sense, is a local church, a gathering of believers. Once you become a member of the universal church, when you become born again, God expects you also to in turn equally become an integral member underscore the word integral member of the local church remember the family of god in heaven and the family of god on the earth integral member there are several requirements of the new testament church wow when it's built according to divine pattern heaven will visit it with his power the lord said to moses to build his tabernacle according to his pattern it was in building it was in building but we receive something instructive in scriptures that when the tabernacle was built according to the blueprint received from moses on the mountain the glory of the lord filled the temple the glory did not fill that temple until it was fully built according to divine pattern. So when we build with him according to his pattern of the New Testament church, ha, yeah, 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 his glory will be there. What makes the church is not just the gathering of people, not a building, no. What makes the church is his presence. Of what need will it be that we gather without him? So his presence is really what makes the church the church. We gather unto him and around him. Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 3.17 Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And this hour, his presence is here, I believe. Koti Balagadaba no gimmicks no tricks no games because you know he's here you are guaranteed to enjoy liberty where you are on your seat where his spirit is there is liberty you can walk free out of every and any bondage just by knowing i'm in his presence just be in his presence just knowing i've appeared before god in zion According to Psalm 84 verse 7, all they appear before God in Zion. Guess what? They go from strength to strength. When you go to a real church being built by Jesus, you may go in weak, you're going out stronger. You may go in fearful, worried, anxious, but by the virtue of his presence you encounter there, you're going out emboldened. Why? His presence makes the difference. I would rather be in a tent like this and have his presence than to be in a marble building and not have his presence. It's not the building. The building is only as important as the building is used as a vehicle for the fulfillment of the purpose of the church. So the building is secondary. That's why you know as a church, and you know it's true. We have not emphasized a building project for four years. No. Seldom mentioned from here. You know that is true. No one feels harassed. No one is under pressure. No one has a burden. Oh, they're building. You know, in some places, when they're building, you're afraid to go to church. 
because you'll take three, four, five offerings. Offering for brick, offering for mortar, offering for window, offering for glass, offering for lamb, and last. So you're even afraid to go to God to worship your God. Which offering will come today? No, sir. He will build his church. Not a building. The building is only, is, is, is secondary. That's why from day one, by the help, by the mercy of God, you are God's assignment in Rogic. You are the one that God has built. He said to me years ago, you build the people and the people will build anything I command them. You're the one God is building. God is building your home, building your family, building your marriage, building your finances. Building. You are the one God is building. You are God's interest. You are. You are. You are. As you're built, it's natural to pour back to the house where you're being built. Effortlessly, with joy and delight and gladness. Shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. A few requirements of the New Testament church, what you may want to call the apostolic church, began in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. Number one, as you read the scriptures carefully and keenly, you find that the Bible expects you to be both a member of the universal church yeah 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 and a local church underscore the word member member means that you are identified in that church you are integral you are plugged into that church you are a part of the family you are known and you know as a part of the family very important you see we live in an age and a day where people have become strangely spiritually reckless. Nobody or some people don't want to be connected to a place where they are accountable. But you see, God wants you and I to be accountable somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's a beauty about accountability. There's a blessing of accountability. When you're not accountable, you can be a loose cannon. You move from A to B to C to D, from one city to the next one, one country to the next country, because the grass looks green there. You fail to understand there is a place in time or a place in space that God ordained for you to be planted. Planted. The underscore is planted. Psalm 92 verse 13 says, They that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. The word flourish means to prosper. It means to thrive. They will flourish in the courts of our God. The way I see that scripture is this. When you are rooted, grounded, planted, where? In the house of the Lord. You are involved like the bacon that his life was involved in a breakfast of bacon and eggs. The chicken laid the egg and moved on. Many believers want to be chicken believers. Just lay the egg and move on. But the pig was not just involved, the pig was committed. To eat bacon, a pig died. So God in turn also demands for believers to make a commitment to a family. A local assembly. A commitment. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because floating Christians never quite do well. Tell so until you are planted. The word planted should be rooted and grounded. Right? You see, this flower will never flourish and blossom if every three days I root out the seed planted and I report it. I root out, I report it. I root again three days. It will never grow. It will never do well. So part of the reason why believers in our day and age, perhaps because of modernization, are not doing as well as we could 
is because we fail to allow God to plant us long enough as necessary to see the fruits of the planting. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To flourish in the courts means on your job, you're flourishing. Concerning your career, you're flourishing. Concerning your business, you're flourishing. Concerning your endeavors, you're flourishing. Why? It's as a result of your being planted in God's house. Universal or local ordained for you. Hallelujah. 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 So, we see in the Bible, there's a need for participation in membership of a church. Can I tell you something? Perhaps some of you have been coming to church for three months, six months, one year, two years. You love the church. In your mind is your church. I'm a member of the church in your mind. Can I ask you something? How committed are you to the church? The degree of your commitment, and that word commit has to do with covenant. The degree of your commitment has to do with the degree of to which the blessing of the house will flow to you. If you're on the fringes, outer court, a fringe benefits. But if you move in your commitment, dedication from the outer to the holy place, there's a blessing there. But if you move from there, yet again, you're going all the way to the holy of holies, there is a blessing there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. So how committed are you? Are you engaged in the various service teams? There are many. Are you engaged in prayer on your own? Are you engaged in your commitment with your skills, your talents, your resources, your time? Are you engaged with your regular attendance? To draw down each time the heavens are open over this house. Are you committed? Very quickly, because of time, I'll give you three blessings of commitment to a local church. Number one, the blessing of covering and protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your commitment brings you to a place of enjoyment protection and covering there are many scriptures that tell us in the scriptures about how God designs to keep us protected angelic protection the blood the name all of that but I tell you one way to engage divine covering in your life spiritually is to connect to a local assembly you identify that your God is building you know, from the outer court, what you say in your mind is, I'm going to their church. Praise God. But when you move in a, in the holy place, what you say, I'm going to our church. But there's another level of commitment where it's beyond there, beyond our, is my church. That means, come rain, storm, billow, tempest, that's my church. I found my name there. I found my connection there. I found my blessing there. The wind blows. That's my church. Not just their church, our church. Can somebody shout to the heavens, this is my church. That sounds weak. I said shout. This is my church. Hallelujah. Covering protection. Noah's preserved from the flood, cover and protection. The children of Israel, as they came into the house of the blood mark, they were preserved and protected. Covering and protection. Number two, you enjoy by virtue of your commitment to a local church that God is building, by the way. The blessings of fruitfulness and maturity. You become more fruitful, grow in maturity. Discipline is a key to maturity. Wow. Have you seen children who are spoiled? Who come from rotten, spoiled homes? They had everything, anything they wanted when they were growing up. 
they will sneeze their parents will catch cold at three years they were already sitting in the first class seat on BA going to London three years old at seven they were wearing designer clothes that adults can't afford so they grow up and become spoiled and go after their father and their mother's <laughs> wealth and all you wonder what happened they were not disciplined so in a biological home listen don't parents 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 the measure of discipline you bring to your children will oftentimes determine how fruitful they will grow in life how they will mature in life i say this unashamedly at a young age growing up i had a very disciplined father that raised me up and mother by the way when my peers seemingly had all they wanted around me we thought this man was wicked and cruel and stingy at that time but as one grew up and looked back and see how rotten those fellows are now today some don't know the lord some on crack some on all kinds of mess one is thankful that there was a decent restraint in one's life at the time when one was young likewise also when you are planted in a church you are committed to the eldership and leadership you're saying you allow the leadership to bring about discipline when needed you're accountable women don't marry a man that is not accountable to anybody no it's a loose cannon doesn't answer to uncle mother father pastor ah that's dangerous but a man that fears god will fear a man to somewhere so ah call my uncle there must be a reference point in that man's life and that man's life that you can call upon number three finally we'll pray thank you lord jesus ah. the blessing of commitment to the family wow when you are planted in a family of faith you are committed you have family to strengthen you so i said earlier what you didn't have in your biological family god brings you into a spiritual family to mend to adjust to restore to bring about wholeness commitment 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 beloved to say that you are committed to what god is doing on the earth today by way of preparing people for the coming glory and not committed to your local assembly is not adding up i prayed this morning that god will stay in your heart first and foremost to ask him is this my house if it is plug in because there's a next level of blessing coming for those who are plugged in the local church heaven is jealous about building and raising an army where you are, bow your head for just one or two minutes and thank the Lord for the privilege, if you do, of knowing Him. Being born again. If you're not, I'll lead you to prayer. You're saying, man of God, I'm not born again. I'm not sure of my eternal well-being. I've heard you out. I want to be a part of this family, the universal and the local also. Will you pray with me? I would. I want to ask you to stand on your feet where you are, unashamedly, on your feet, right where you are. Place your right hand on your chest, right where you are. You say, pray with me. You're saying, I want to rededicate my life also. I want to make a fresh commitment. Don't be shy. On your feet. On your feet. Stay standing until an usher gets to you. Hallelujah. Ushers, anyone standing? Put a card in their hand. Hallelujah. Let's join our hearts and faith and pray. Shall we pray? And those online as well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're in prayer let's pray heavenly father in the name of jesus i come to you i open the door of my heart jesus i invite you to be my lord and my savior forgive me all of my sins i turn my life in its entirety into your awesome hands i know you keep me from now till i draw my last breath by your mercy by your grace thank you jesus that i'm blood washed blood bought shout of the living god amen and amen where you are heads bowed will you make 
a commitment once more to Jesus, the head of the church, to Jesus, the head of the body of Christ. And tell him, I make a fresh commitment. Oh yes, to this house, this house, that I may in turn enjoy the many blessings you've ordained for the house you are building. Wow, katapayete for us. Something is happening. I sense a realignment in the spirit now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If need be, adjust your heart. Make that repentance when there's need. Mato parotas. Leko prataseneketi. If you've held back anything from the Father, any time, any resource, any gift, any talent He gave you to, you ought to use to serve Him. You ought to use it. He said, Father, today I place it on the table. My time, my talent, and my treasure. Wow. Katapa. Naked I came, naked I depart. I use all you gave me to serve you with all of my might, all of my strength, all of my will, and all that is within me. Father Lord, we present our lives again unto you as a living sacrifice. We thank you for redeeming us, purchasing us from death, doom, and gloom. We yield ourselves once again, Lord, do with us, do through us, do for us what only you can do. We make a fresh commitment to love you, to serve you as you help us by the Holy Ghost. We give you the praise and the glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody clap those anointed hands. Come on, church. I said to Jesus, give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org also download the horn of revival ministry app on google play or apple store to connect with a variety of quality resources including rogic radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life and for real-time ministry you can follow apostle goodheart on twitter the handle is at pastor goodheart and on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.